We truly believe that learning businesses and the people who work for them change the world on a daily basis, and we want to do everything we can to help them in that work. I'm Salisa Steele. I'm Jeff Cobb, and this is the Leading Learning Podcast. This is, as you just said, Jeff, as we say every week, the Leading Learning Podcast. But the podcast is just one part of what we do at Leading Learning. So true. And you and I were talking about how we might be due to reintroduce Leading Learning to listeners as some may not know about the other things we offer, or they may simply have forgotten. So in this episode, number 374, we're going to reintroduce Leading Learning. In brief, Leading Learning provides resources, education, and insights to learning business professionals. And we provide those resources, education, and insights via several avenues, of which the Leading Learning Podcast is just one. And we want to highlight those various avenues, but first, it seems like we should touch on two key terms. Yes, I think we should at least touch on what we mean by learning business and what we mean by learning business professional. Those are indeed central to everything we do here. So yeah, let's be clear about that up front as we have before, but like this reintroduction, this bears repeating. Let's make sure people understand what we're focused on here. And the term learning business, we coined, or maybe we can say we co-opted it, I don't know, because there just really was no good term that existed to describe and unite the various types of organizations that are really serving that that learning business landscape, that adult, lifelong learning, continuing education, professional development market. Right. And, you know, some people might say at first blush, oh, learning business, oh, you're talking about a learning organization. Right. This is a different term than that. We believe that learning businesses would benefit by also being learning organization, this idea that the organization's incorporating lessons learned, uh, doing things differently and better based on on what it knows about its own performance, but that's different than a learning business. Right. And so, you know, what we're really talking about is there's this huge but really overlooked and underappreciated area of education, something we've described as the third sector of education that really plays an essential role in every human society. And it's just become more and more important given, you know, the, the, the more recent shifts that we've seen in things like technology and the global economy and the fact that we're living longer and that, you know, the nature of jobs and careers have changed. And, and boy, just change in general seems to be so fast these days. And so, you know, there's this, there's this need for organizations that, serve adults throughout their their lifetime, provide them with the education, the, the, the training, the knowledge that they need to, to navigate this world that we live in right now. And those organizations exist, but as we said, they just have not really been well-defined and appreciated in the past. And I think to the extent that they have had a sense of collectivity, a sense of mm. you know others being involved in this, it's maybe more siloed than we would think is beneficial. You know, for example, you have trade and professional associations and there are, um, you know, there's the American Society of Association Executives, ASAE, that really focuses on associations. Very often associations have a learning business as a major part of what they do. You know, they're trying to help move 
the needle through education and training in whatever field or profession they serve. So definitely trade and professional associations, they are learning businesses, but they also share a lot in common with other learning businesses, which can include commercial training firms, uh, can include consulting firms, can uh, include PCO units, so college and university professional continuing and online education units, um, which the PCO is the acronym that gets used there in the higher ed space. Right, right. So all of those types of organizations, which we characterize as businesses, are serving this market for adult lifelong learning. And so in our minds, you know, you have this K through 12 sector that uh, or pre-K through 12, ideally, you know, that, that's well recognized. People know what you're talking about when you say that. You have higher education that's out there. People you know what you're talking about uh, when you say that. But then we believe in this third sector of education, uh, which is one that these types of learning businesses serve and play a really fundamental role in society. I mean, you think about it, we, we talk about the other 50 years, you also hear terms like the 60 year curriculum, but most people are done with K through 12 and higher education by the time they're in their early to mid 20s, if, if they're lucky enough to get through you know, higher education, that's still not something that everybody gets at this point. Um, but then you got 50, 60, 70 years in, in front of you to, to navigate your, your life and your career. And so having organizations that are dedicated to doing that uh, is essential. And, you know, it's just a fact that that's a business that, uh, you know, K through 12 is funded by government, government, uh, higher education, very expensive, but sort of, you know, funded by government as well. Once you get out into the lifelong learning space, it's a, it's a little bit of a different game. Right. And I'll add a couple notes. One, of course, you're speaking from kind of a U.S. centric uh, view, viewpoint true, of, yeah. of, of earlier education. But then the other thing I would add, too, is that learning businesses are not corporate L&D. That's another important distinction right. that we have in mind. So, you know, learning and development professionals have maybe the benefit, maybe the challenge of dealing with sort of a captive audience. Right. They can say to employees here, you need to take this, you know, diversity, equity and inclusion training and you can make sure that they do it or you can fire them, essentially. But learning businesses much more often have to make that case to a buyer, which may be the individual learner, may be the company that hires that individual learner. But the learning business has to make the case that, hey, we have the products and services that you need to really grow and improve. So market facing. I mean, you definitely have to be market facing with what you're offering. And we really view it as different from you know, something like an academic degree program as well, because we're really talking about the continuing education, the ongoing professional learning, personal learning that you get after you've completed those earlier parts of education, of which higher education is an important part. And I mean, as you mentioned, within academic institutions, you're often going to have those professional continuing online education units, the PCO units that are doing just that. And, and those are part, the parts of the, the higher education world that we think of as being in the learning business. So that's a recap of what we mean by learning business. Now, the other key term that we should touch on here up front is learning business professional, because we talk about serving learning business professionals at leading learning. And in essence, a learning business professional is simply someone who works in a learning business. Right. And so, and this is somebody who ideally recognizes that they are <laughs> in business, you know, and, and learning is what they're doing for their business. And it, to you know, extend what you already said about 
corporate L and D. I mean, this this is different from working in a corporate L and D department uh, or really at an academic degree program because you are thinking so much about that market component and and you're thinking about that kind of adult lifelong learner. And yes, you have to wrestle with how does learning happen effectively, but you also got to wrestle with the business side of it. I mean, I was on a call just yesterday as of, as of the, the time that we're doing this podcast recording with some folks from the University Professional and Continuing Education Association, UPSIA. And the whole call was about how to price credentialing programs, you know, and so that, dealing with price, you don't typically have to do that as a, a corporate L&D department. And, you know, even most people who are in an academic degree program, I mean, yes, price is an issue, but they're not thinking about it most of the time. You know, you're not thinking about the, the fact that you're sort of in a market with the education that you're offering. Right. I think in those contexts, you tend to think more about cost, right. you know, rather than this idea of price and, you know, what you might actually, what the value might be to the market. So, Learning business professionals, they work in learning businesses, and they hopefully have, as you said, Jeff, that awareness that they're working in learning businesses, and they appreciate the business side of things as well as the learning side of things. And so if you identify as someone who serves that market for continuing education, professional development, lifelong learning, then leading learning is for you. So hopefully, hopefully you're listening right now and saying, oh, yes, yes, that's that's me. I've just spent the last uh, five minutes listening to something that I completely identify with. And if, and if that's not the case, this might be the time to, to move on to another podcast. <laughs> well, it, what I was thinking about, too, is um, our old podcast intro. We used to say, if you're a leader or an aspiring leader in the business of lifelong learning, you're in the right place. So, again, it, it's around, you know, this recognition that you are a learning business professional. That's who we've developed leading learning for. That's who we continue to want to serve through leading learning. At Tagoras, we're experts in the global business of lifelong learning. And we use our expertise to help clients better understand their markets, connect with new customers, make the right investment decisions, and grow their learning businesses. We achieve these goals through expert market assessment, strategy formulation, and platform selection services. If you're looking for a partner to help your learning business achieve greater reach, revenue, and impact, learn more at tagoras.com slash services. So one of the avenues of how we help learning business professionals at Leading Learning is through the Leading Learning Podcast. So maybe we can just do a little brief history on the podcast. We started back in 2015 and really sort of the impetus for it was our first place-based conference, the Leading Learning Symposium. We'll touch a little bit more on events a little bit later in this episode, but we really saw a podcast as a way to highlight some of the thought leaders who would be coming to lead sessions at that symposium and also to provide some pre-content to really kind of level set attendees so that they came in with some of the same concepts and, and terminology in mind, hopefully. Yeah, we were using it mostly as a, a learning tool to, you know, kind of help level set a little bit, give, give people some, some common prior knowledge coming into that event so that the event itself could be much more effective. And uh, at the time, I don't think either one of us was thinking that uh, we'd, be, we'd be talking 370-something episodes later uh, about, uh, uh, about the podcast. Right. 374. 374, okay, <laughs> yeah. to be exact. Right. And so we've published roughly weekly since we first started uh, in 2015. 
though we did take a little bit of a break from a weekly schedule in late 2020 and and then into 2021, we experimented a little bit with some series. We would have seven episodes that were tied to an overarching theme, like learning science, for example. And we'd craft that series with sort of that an overarching progression and plan. And then we'd take some time off because it took a lot of work to kind of create the series. But we also found that we felt like the listenership from what we could sort of see of of how folks were interacting with the podcast, I think that they appreciated that weekly touchstone. Right. And so we went back in 2022 to um, a a weekly format, and that's what we've been doing since we returned. Yeah. And I mean, I think that was some personally some some great work I, you know we enjoyed doing it and thought that that was a, a really good way to to use the podcast but as you said you know we want to give listeners what listeners seem to be looking for we do recommend that people go back and, and check those out though and we'll make sure that uh, we link to those you know our current plan and we were doing this really before the, those uh, series and we're continuing to do this is that we do an episode that's the two of us like we're doing right now just Lisa and Jeff having a conversation and then we do me Jeff doing an interview with somebody some expert uh, or other you know person out there in the learning business landscape and then Salisa you do uh, an interview and then we repeat that cycle and our focus is on practical and actionable topics and ideas But we do also like to explore things that we believe learning business professionals should be thinking about. So, you know, while we believe there's a lot of value in just like what's kind of the the quick and dirty thing you can go and do that's going to help you more with your marketing or help you make your products more effective. We also think that there are some bigger topics that are definitely worth digging into to be thinking about, but they may not have that immediately applicable thing that comes out of a, you know, 30 minute podcast. And I'm thinking about big issues or or big changes like artificial intelligence. I'm thinking about things like diversity, equity, inclusion, obviously a a huge issue to, to be grappling with. So we want to focus on what we really believe is important. And whenever possible, then we also want to make sure that that important thing translates into something practical or actionable. Right. And To guide us in in what we do, we use the learning business maturity model domains. And we've talked about the learning business maturity model on the show a number of times. We can certainly link to that. But that basically really defines the stages that a learning business can go through going towards maturity. And within those stages, five domains that learning businesses need to attend to, basically. And those are strategy, marketing, capacity, portfolio, which we call just simply learning on the on the leading learning site and leadership. And then we also kind of fold in their trends. And this isn't like, you know, a, a strict set of parameters we're using, but it's a it's kind of a set of, of a, a guardrails, I guess, to kind of keep us on the, the right path as we go down this journey of the leading learning podcast. Right. So when we're thinking about interviewees or we're thinking about topics that we want to discuss, we have those domains in, in mind. And usually we're aware of an episode mapping pretty clearly to at least one and, and sometimes more than one of those five domains or that bonus trends category there. And you mentioned the learning business maturity model. And so I think we should also talk a little bit about tools because I think that's another avenue by which leading learning can support learning business professionals. 
And we did a series of tool talks for the podcast to highlight many of those tools. And so we'll make sure to get a link to, to, the, to those in the show notes for this episode, which will be available at leadinglearning.com slash episode 374. And those tools include things like the value ramp, the market insight matrix, and the product value profile. Right. And there are a number of them, and these are free. And, you know, really what they are, they're kind of thought tools, basically, because they they give you a way to get a new perspective on or, or uh, a situation or diagnose a situation, whether by yourself or they're, they're very uh, useful to, to use with a, with a team of people, whether that's your learning business team or if you're in a larger organization that has other parts of the organization, you might involve them in, in that as well. But you can, you know, for example, look at something like the value ramp, which is really all about the, the correspondence, uh, the correlation between price and value and mapping out your portfolio um, um, in, in terms of pricing and, and value. And just that very simple tool can really provoke a, a lot of good insight and discussion around the, the state of your portfolio and what you might need to consider in terms of product strategy going forward. And I'll note that most of these tools come out of Tagoras. So they're not typically branded leading learning. They're actually branded Tagoras. Tagoras is leading learning's parent company. Right. And we, we've developed these tools because we have found them useful in the context of consulting with and advising organizations, not to mention using them within our own company organization to, to help us think through these things. And, you know, and we've decided to make them available really as a, as a free resource through leading learning, because leading learning is really where we do make, you know, sort of free or lower cost resources uh, available other than consulting. Tagoras is really where, you know, we're doing sort of larger consulting projects. You know, those are those are paid. Those are, you know, a big part of our revenue generation for the business. But either way, Tagoras with the consulting or leading learning with those free or low cost resources, they're both focused on learning businesses and helping them to improve their reach revenue and impact, and that's what those tools are, are all about, whichever context we're using them in. Another avenue that Leading Learning uses to support learning business professionals is a blog. And we use the same structure that we use for the podcast for the blog. So we're using those five domains from the maturity model plus kind of the bonus category of trends. Again, rather in the model we call one of the domains portfolio on the website, leadinglearning.com, we call it learning instead. But again, we're trying to think about, we've identified these areas as places where learning businesses really need to focus some time and attention. And so we're trying to provide resources on the blog in terms of uh, written content that might help as you're thinking through one or more of those domains. And I'll say that, you know, relative to both the blog and the podcast, it's it's more focused on the podcast right now, but there is also blog content in there and we're continuing to sort of evolve it over time. We have put together what we call the informal learning business curriculum, which you'll, you'll find various links to that throughout the, the site. And we'll make sure that that's in the show notes as well. But that's taking, you know, some of those key 
podcast episodes, some blog content, and, and pulling it together into those domains and saying, here, here's how you can focus yourself as, as you're thinking about your learning business, perhaps have your team you know, listen to those particular episodes or read those particular posts and have them as a point of discussion. We do also have the tools uh, that we've just referenced highlighted there as well. So that learning business curriculum, I guess, is itself kind of a, a macro tool within the site um, that really pulls together some of these different resources that we're talking about. And again, we'll be sure to link to that in the show notes for this episode at uh, leadinglearning.com slash episode 374. And I'll note too that we are looking to get into a more regular cadence of adding mm. fresh content to the blog. As you just acknowledged, Jeff, we've been a little more focused on the podcast uh, in recent months, but we'd like to get back to regularly adding to what's available in the form of written content on the blog. But even uh, though there's not a ton of fresh, brand new stuff there, it, what is there, I do think, is still very useful. And I'm not even saying that in a self-serving way. I mean, a lot of the content is has been written by us, but we've also worked with learning business professionals and, and gotten them to contribute posts about something going on in their organization. And so I think there's a lot that can be really valuable there. So we encourage you to to know about this as a resource and to, and to check it out. And I, and I think, you know, just in terms of our philosophy around what we publish, particularly on, on the blog, it may apply less to the, the podcast and to, to some of the other things we'll talk about. But I mean, we want it to have a long shelf life. We want to write about things that are going to be of perennial interest, perennial usefulness. And with the blog, you know, you can go back and update um, that stuff much more easily than you can with a podcast where obviously we've, we've committed it to audio and we're not going to go back and edit our audio, but we can always go back and edit our text and make sure that things are up to date and relevant. And we do that as, as part of maintaining the leading learning site. Another avenue we want to make sure to mention is webinars. We have a leading learning webinar series. We usually run about eight or so in a calendar year. And those are typically an, an hour long, although we have begun experimenting a little bit with sometimes with mm -hmm. some shorter 30-minute sessions as well. But we always try to make them learning experiences. So we don't, we try not to treat them as pure broadcast format where it's just, you know, us or any speaker we might bring in, you know, talking at you for, you know, 30 to 60 minutes. We try to build in pauses for reflection. We try to get attendees sharing in the chat. And so this is a plug for tuning into the webinars and making time to participate live during the scheduled time whenever that's possible on your calendar, because we really believe that there is added value that comes out of you being there during that scheduled time. We always build in time for Q&A as well. And so that gives you that chance to ask us or anyone else presenting with us, you know, your specific questions to try to make that content as relevant for your learning business as possible. And you know, we should mention that those webinars um, are more often than not sponsored. Um, we, we do have, you know, companies that work in the learning business uh, landscape that uh, are, are obviously interested in our audience knowing about them. But we strive very hard, and, and I think that people who have attended the webinars would agree that they are not commercials. We, of course, are going to provide some information about the sponsors because that's just part of the, the deal and it's part of what gives us the 
the, you know, the revenue we need to be able to keep leading learning going. But in many cases, we'll work closely with the sponsor to, you know, help craft the content and, and make it more relevant. In all cases, it's going to be educationally focused. And as you said, Salisa, we want it to be an experience, interactive people. And we've, I mean, we've had situations where the chat has just been really on fire. I mean, people really are just sharing great stuff in the chat. So it is really good to attend them live and, and get that, get that experience. And we have a few webinars that we tend to essentially rerun periodically. So we have a LMS selection in the evolving learning landscape that we'll typically offer once a year. We just happen to have a tremendous wealth of knowledge around learning management systems and how they get used in learning businesses. And we're aware of systems that are good fits for learning businesses in particular. And so this is one of our ways of of sort of sharing some of that information that can hopefully help any organization looking for a newer replacement LMS, just do that and go through that process in as effective a way as possible. We also uh, run a learning business landscape annual webinar where we um, we typically hold that near the end of the calendar year, so November or December. And what we do is we look back at the year that was, we look at key trends and developments, and then we also begin to look ahead and, and see what might be carried forward from this year into the next and what's going to matter as we're really turning the the page into January. Right. And again, you know, as with the, the blog and the podcast, we are looking to the learning business maturity model as a point of reference many times for these. So we have had a number of times webinars around things like strategy, around things like pricing, around market assessment, which is a huge part of our consulting business. And so we can can definitely talk about that quite a bit. So again, those sort of bread and butter perennial topics, issues that anybody working in a learning business is going to just always be coming back to and, and coming back to probably in a different place than they were the last time, you know, so it's uh, it, it's good material to return to. And sometimes they're a little bit more topical. Um, we had a, a webinar around how to turn the great resignation into a great credentialing opportunity, for example. And obviously that was picking up on something that was happening in society, the great resignation, but then trying to think about what are the implications for learning businesses. We've also offered a webinar on learning science implications for your learning business. And we've offered one called Building Your Blended Learning Playbook. And that webinar actually shared some key points from an executive briefing, which leads us nicely into another avenue of resources that Leading Learning provides that we should talk about. That's true. We have, you know, from the beginning, from the early days of Tagoras as, as a company, which, you know, preceded Leading Learning itself, we've always done a lot of research, published a, a lot of research um, based on surveys, based on our own kind of secondary uh, research of, of sources. And we have started to do more sort of short form research in, in the form of executive briefings that, uh, again, th- these tend to be things that are that are sponsored, that we're working with um, some of our vendor partners in, in creating. But those have included things like, you know, how to build your blended learning playbook, content practice and credentials, building a virtuous learning cycle, conquering the confusion, the role of the LMS in the evolving learn tech landscape. And you can find these in the navigation for the site currently. We, we always make sure there's a good path to, to get to them, but we'll also link to those in the show notes. Those, as with 
most of what uh, you'll find at, at Leading Learning are free. And we do make you know every effort to make sure that they're full of valuable insights and, and, uh, and content that, that you can use in making decisions within your learning business. And you shared three titles of executive briefings that are already out there and available. I will also mention briefly that we are working currently on a new executive briefing that's going to focus on practice. And we've tentatively titled it Practice Makes Profit. But that'll be out later in 2023. So we've covered a number of areas that have to do with really kind of publishing content in, in various forms from podcasts to blogs to reports and, and research. We've also referenced webinars and that kind of points to something else that is really an important part of leading learning and that is that's events that's you know experiences that we create and we've done a, a number of different types of events in the past some place-based, some online. We actually, we've already referenced it as the sort of the inspiration for the the podcast originally. We used to hold the Leading Learning Symposium, which was a place-based event for learning business leaders. Basically, we, we, we did that for a couple of years. Might be something we return to or, you know, we're trying to decide what we do with place-based events going forward. We had actually discontinued that even before COVID came along, but then COVID obviously, you know, put a damper on really reconsidering place-based events there for a while, but it's in our minds. But then we have had some some very important online events as well, which I'll say we started doing before COVID came <laughs> along. We were, we were doing virtual before virtual was cool. That's right. Learning Technology Design, or LTD for short, that actually started as an in-person right. conference as well, but then we moved it online. And actually, the last time that we offered it was in 2020, just about a month before the world sort of shut down because of COVID. So that was really focused on, as you hear in the name, sort of three key areas, learning, technology, and design, and really sort of trying to provide content and resources in each of those areas to help learning businesses. And then we've also done an online demonstration event geared towards learning management systems called Live Review, kind of in partnership with our Review My LMS site. And we've been doing that for a number of years now and uh, you know provides a very convenient very low cost because in most cases it's been free. I think there was one one year where we maybe charged a little bit for it, but so far it's been most mostly free, and you get uh, very convenient access to to see you know demonstrations of platforms that are a good fit for learning businesses. And we did start to evolve live review uh, in the version this year in 2023, and then started adding education sessions into it. And we're going to continue to evolve that event going into to 2024 and you know, really make it probably more of a, a learning business summit of sorts, a, a, an event that's really focused on being in the learning business, though it will still have that demonstration component to it as well. And so we don't yet know exactly what form that event will take. We just know that it's going to be coming early on in 2024. And so I would say that one of the best ways to make sure that you are aware of what we're doing there is to make sure that you are on the leading learning newsletter list. And what a great item to to end on, the, the leading learning newsletter and what we do there. And, and really the newsletter... I guess we sort of use it as an umbrella term. It's kind of how we're email communicating with 
the community that's that's formed around leading learning and there are different aspects to it we do a a podcast digest as as part of it so on the the first tuesday of every month at least as of this recording that's that's when we do this we send out a digest uh that uh covers the the podcast episodes we've had in the previous month so you have an easy way to see what was on the podcast link to it you get a little blurb about it you know just very convenient way to to know what that content has been if you haven't been subscribed and and, you know and following it uh, all along or even if you have and you just need a reminder and then on the third Tuesday of every month, and again, that's as of this recording, subject subject to change, but this is what we aim for. We send out what we call leading links, which is our collection of curated links to different resources that we think are going to be valuable and useful and actionable for learning business leaders and, and learning business professionals. And so in that, in, in both that and the, the the podcast digest, we'll highlight things that are coming up like webinars or like the events that we've just been talking about. But then we also provide the links to different resources and, and leading links. And once again, the learning business maturity model is kind of lying behind things. And sometimes we'll call that out, sometimes we won't, but you'll always see that we organize links in leading links according to leadership, strategy, marketing, uh, capacity, portfolio, and we'll find good resources to link to in most in most issues in each of those areas. Sometimes we don't come across a great resource in one of the areas, so we'll skip it for that particular issue. But we do that on an ongoing basis. We've also more recently added an AI watch section to it since AI is such a big thing right now, but a valuable resource that, that we publish on an ongoing basis. We do also provide you know other periodic emails to subscribers to that list specifically about an upcoming webinar or other opportunity that, that we think readers would want to know about. So I think one key takeaway, if you're listening to this and you're getting a fuller sense of what leading learning has to offer beyond the podcast one key takeaway would be to make sure that you're subscribed to that leading learning newsletter because it really is the best way to keep up with all that we have going on when we have a new executive briefing we'll make sure that people subscribe to the newsletter know about it when we schedule a new webinar we'll make sure that you know about it Um, when they're developing trends um, or if we are having any events like this q1 2024 event that we've mentioned in this episode you'll be aware of that if you're subscribed to the newsletter. So if you're not already, please go to leadinglearning.com slash newsletter and sign up. The newsletter is the pulse of leading learning, and we believe it's the pulse of the learning business landscape. To sum up, the goals with all we do under leading learning are to one, raise awareness of the critical role that learning businesses play in society. Two, to help learning businesses increase the reach revenue and impact of their offerings. And three, to support individual learning professionals in achieving high levels of performance in their work. Meaning we want to help you, dear listener. We truly believe that learning businesses and the people who work for them change the world on a daily basis, and we want to do everything we can to help them in that work. At leadinglearning.com slash episode 374, you'll find show notes, a full transcript, other resources, and options for subscribing to the podcast if you're not already subscribed. And just a reminder, if you're not subscribed to the Leading Learning newsletter, please do that at leadinglearning.com slash newsletter. 
We'd be grateful if you would take a minute to rate us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen, especially if you enjoy the show. Jeff and I personally appreciate reviews and ratings, and they help the podcast show up when people search for content on leading a learning business. And please spread the word about leading learning. You can do that in a one-on-one note or conversation with a colleague, or you can do it through social media. In the show notes at leadinglearning.com slash episode 374, you'll find links to connect with us on Twitter, aka X, LinkedIn, and Facebook. Thanks again, and see you next time on the Leading Learning Podcast. Thank you.